0: Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932 the bombing of Hawaii's volcano, the dancing plague, the Ohio grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the i,i, the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to patreon, P A T R E O N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On this episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast, I'll be sharing the story of the Candy Bomber. Welcome to Mystery Kids Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Kids podcast. We are so grateful to have you here, and I cannot wait for this episode. This one's going to have some history, but it's also just like a good-hearted episode in the midst of struggles that... There's goodness there. So I'm really excited to share this episode. But first, I wanted to do a shout out to our newest birthday that got filled out on our forms. If you have a birthday, make sure that you go to the forms below, or you can go to our website, mysterykidspodcast.com, and fill out a form. Anyways, happy birthday to Emma. I hope you have a wonderful birthday this June. Also, a huge happy birthday to Aspen Glenn. She had her birthday back in April, but she also is a Patreon. And so this was such a great idea. She got the Mystery Kids Podcast Patreon for her birthday. I'm like, that's such a fun idea. So for $5 a month, you can get two bonus episodes and makes the perfect birthday gift. So happy birthday to Aspen Glenn. If you have not got a shout out, make sure you go to Mystery Kids Podcast Patreon, and I usually send a message there to ask for your child's name, so make sure you send that back to me so I can get your child's name in an episode, and let's begin our episode about the Candy Bomber. Gail S. Halverson. he was a U.S. military pilot known as the Candy Bomber who, during Cold War, dropped sweets from his plane to German children in West Berlin. He was an incredible, incredible man, and he served as first an Army Air Force pilot in World War II, flying transport planes in England, Italy, North Africa. So, after the war, when the Soviet Union leader Joseph Stalin occupied West Berlin in 1948, Halverson participated in what was known as the Berlin Airlift. It was a joint military effort between America and the United Kingdom to deliver food and aid to the German city. And at first, Halverson was not fond of the idea of helping the country he had just been at war with. Um, he was really upset because he had lost a lot of of the fellow servicemen that he had been working with. He said, several of my buddies had returned from the war to see their previously conceived child for the first time. Many did not return, and they would not see their newborn child in this life. I'm going to have a hard time not crying through this episode. This is such a beautiful story. So Halverson was talking about that he had an encounter with a group of young German children who were watching the Allied soldiers arrive at what was known as the Templehof Air Base, and he it helped to put things into perspective for him. Although they were through a barbed wire perimeter fence, they spoke to him. These kids were giving me a lecture, telling me, "Don't give up on us. If we lose our freedom, we'll never get it back." I just flipped. I got so interested, I forgot what time it was. The pilot then handed the children two sticks of gum and told them to come back the next day when he planned the airdrops and he planned to drop more sweets. He would wiggle the wings of his aircraft so they would know it was him. Halverson lived up to his promise asking other pilots to donate their candy rations and having his flight engineer rock the airplane during the drop. Things grew from there as more and more children showed up to catch his airdrops the letters began arriving which would request special airdrops at other points in the city. The particular wing maneuver was how Halverson earned his other nickname Uncle Wiggly Wings. Newspapers then heard what was happening and then Halverson's superiors or his bosses realized what he was doing and they decided it was an opportunity. So chocolate and candy donations began to pour in from the United States. Though Halverson himself was recalled by the military for a promotional tour, he had begun international efforts to get candy to the children of West Berlin. For months, the Air Force pilot would continue this mission. It was nicknamed Operation Little Vittles. It dropped more than 21 tons of candy and 250,000 small parachutes. Dozens of other pilots started following his example and would begin to drop candy to the children. So during this time of the airlift, the Allied planes would carry supplies landing every 45 seconds at the Tempelhof Airport in Berlin. So from June 1948, the pilots delivered 2.3 million tons of food, coal, medicine, and other necessities on 278,000 flights up until the end of the Soviet blockade in May of 1949. Halverson remained in the military after the war. He retired as a colonel in 1974 from the Air Force. He moved back to Utah and he became the assistant dean of student life at Brigham Young University in Provo. And he received the Grand Cross of the Order of Merit of the Federal Republic of Germany for his efforts as the candy bomber. And in 1980, he helped kick off the Airlift of Understanding, which is an exchange program from students in Berlin and Utah. He also established the Gail S. Halverson Foundation to share the pilot's legacy of service fostering gratitude, hope, and service before self. The German people still fondly remembered the young pilot who had dropped flour, oil, and butter during desperate times when the city was bombed and its residents, residents were starving. He was honored in a final visit to Berlin in 2019 during the 70th celebration of the end of the Soviet blockade. Berlin's mayor said Halvorsen's deeply human act has never been forgotten. A woman named Dagmar Wiesnodgrads, um, she was an 89-year-old German woman who lived in the t- in Berlin at the time, shared how Halverson's actions brought her family joy. So she said, I remember his face because he was smiling at me, and he pointed into a duffel bag. I, re- I reached in and grabbed something, and it was a little wrapped gift. It was my first Christmas gift. All I could think about was that I needed to get home and share it with my mom. Halverson was stated to say the airlift reminded me that the only way to fulfillment in life, real fulfillment, is to serve others. Okay, I got all of that from the Smithsonian magazine, and man, that was hard to read. I just oh, I just am so grateful that someone could see that others needed help and found a way to help them, especially during this desperate time. So some more about Gale as Halverson. He was born in Salt Lake City on October tenth, 1920. So he grew up on a small farm at first in Rigby, Idaho, and then he moved to Garland, Utah. And he went to Utah State University, where he earned his private pilot license under the Civilian Pilot Training Program. And this is when he actually joined the Civil Air Patrol as a pilot. He then joined the United States Army Air forces in may of 1942 and he was 22 when he arrived in miami oklahoma to train with 25 other aviation cadets he was ordered to germany on july 10th of 1948 and he was going to be the pilot for operation vittles now known as the berlin airlift now Halvorsen was really interested in photography. So he often went sightseeing while he was in Berlin. And he actually would shoot film on his personal handheld movie camera during that time. A little bit more depth into that story when he decided to help the children. So it was one day in July, he was filming the taking off and the landings of the planes at Templehof. Um, and while he was there, he saw about 30 children that were lined up behind the barbed wire fences. So he went to meet them and he noticed that the children had nothing. He said, I met about 30 children at the barbed wire fence that protected the Templehof's huge area. They were excited and told me when the weather gets so bad, you can't land. Don't worry about us. We can get by on a little food, but if we lose our freedom, we may never get it back. Halverson reached into his pocket and took out the two sticks of of gum and he gave it to the children. Then the children broke them into little pieces and shared them. The ones who didn't get any sniffed the wrappers so that they could smell the scent from them. Halverson recorded that he wanted to do more for the children and he told them that he would have enough gum for all of them and he would drop it out out of his plane. One child asked, how will we know it's your plane? And Halverson responded he would wiggle his wings, something he had done for his parents when he first got his pilot's license in 1941. So that night, Halverson and his co-pilot and his engineer pooled their candy rations for the next day's drop. They accumulated candy was so heavy so in order to ensure that no children were hurt by the falling package, Halverson made three parachutes out of handkerchiefs and tied them to the rations. In the morning when Halverson and his crew made a regular supply drop, they dropped three boxes of candy attached to handkerchiefs. They made these drops once a week for three weeks. And each week, the group of children waiting at the Templehof airport fence grew significantly. They officially named that operation Little Vittles, and it was officially made on September 27th, or sorry, September 22nd, 1948. And this is when they began to get a whole slew of support from the United States to help feed these children candy. By November, Halverson couldn't keep up with the amount of candy and handkerchiefs that were being sent from America. So another man um, helped take charge of this, which was now a national project, and he would help prepare the candy and tie on the handkerchief. They were dropping candy now every other day and children all over Berlin had sweets and more and more artwork was getting sent back with kind of letters attached to them. The American candy bombers became known as the Rosen bombers, the Raisin bombers, while Halverson himself became known as many nicknames to the children, including Uncle Wiggly Wings, the Chocolate Uncle, the Gumdrop Kid and the Chocolate Flyer. This operation went on till May 13th of 1949. Although Lieutenant Halverson went home in January 1949, he passed on his leadership. And so he kept making little vittles a success from home. So he thanked his biggest supporter, Dorothy Groger, a homebound woman who nonetheless enlisted the help of all her friends and acquaintances to sew handkerchiefs and the funds. He also met the school children and the Little Vittles Committee of Shakopee, uh, Massachusetts, who were responsible for, pre- for preparing 18 tons of candy and gum across the country and shipping it to Germany so he could personally thank them for helping these children. He was given many honors and badges during that time, and some of them were the medal for humane actions. He would continue to recreate and reenact different candy drops throughout the world. And he decided he didn't want to just merely reenact the candy drops um, that were no longer played by war. He actually used the candy drops to lift the spirits and promote goodwill in other nations around the world as well. And in 2003 and 2004, he advocated a similar series of candy drops over Baghdad as a humanitarian mission to be a ray of hope and a symbol that somebody in America cares. So the United States military has emulated some of his actions in Iraq by dropping toys, teddy bears, and soccer balls to Iraqi children. Halverson passed away this year on February 16th at the age of 101 with many people who he had showed love and care to, and he has truly taught this world how to genuinely care for other people and find happiness in the darkness. They still reenact the Candy Bombers legend. Um, and this happens usually in Utah. I'll let you know when the next one happens. And one of um, their children says that it's to to us, it represents our dad's legacy passing on to future generations. So they will do a candy drop so that the children can come and learn about the love that he had for others and continue to pass on that tradition. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. This is a really hard one for me to record because I just kept crying because I'm so grateful that there are good people in this world. So thank you for listening. Make sure you're following us on the Mystery Kids on Instagram. It's Mystery Kids Podcast. And then make sure you check out our website where I'm going to have some more information if you're interested in books or um, any other resources. It'll all be on our website. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time on the Mystery Kids Podcast. Thanks for listening.